Fuck nah, fuck not at all. It's some animes where I'd be like, I feel like I don't even <laughs> do that. Like Fire, Fire Force, I actually enjoy, but I knew yeah. you wouldn't like it. It's too uh, stupid. Okay, okay. It's way I, too stupid. It's so funny, right? Um, Olivia asked me when I was doing one day. I was like, I'm watching Jingle Jangle, and she's like, How is it? And then I said, Eight out of ten. Young Kari, ten out of ten. Like You're if right. I was a kid watching right. this, this would have been a perfect movie for me. And then she's like, oh, I was telling my mom that we should watch it with the family. I was like, it's a lot of whites. And I'm like, <laughs> just like, I don't know if that's really a movie that we all should watch. I was like, maybe we watch Klaus. Because it's Jacob Jangle, right? He's in like Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, but like there's no racism in the movie. Like you would think like, because oh, I, you know how we always say like black people can't time travel because only so far back you could go. Right. In this, in this universe in Jingle Jangle. Everything cool. Everything cool is like black and white. So like color doesn't exist. Forrest Whitaker. Like everyone's just singing and dancing and all this like shit. Forrest Whitaker. And I was just like, this is amazing. I enjoyed this. I was like, it could have all been so simple. Why we had to go down this path, whites. And then, and then I, I said it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Because the whole time I'm going to be thinking... They're going to be like, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not. You don't give them the wrong impression about life. See, things are fine for you guys. Yeah, I was like, that's not, that's not how it worked back then. And like, there's a scene where a cop is like, boys, and they're like, no, no, no. I mean, again, gangs of New York, similar oh, time, God. very different. Very different outcome. That rock me the time being, yeah, they was watching fucking uh, Four Years a Slave with these two white guys from Boston. I was like, cut this off. <laughs> cut this off. Because if they don't react to certain things, I'm going to be very mad. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be very bad. Like, well, I feel like if you as a white person got to be like, oh, that is, what? <laughs> like, you have to do that the whole time. time. You need to like, cry. If, if I'm watching a movie where a man is being, like, super rapey and creepy to a woman, the whole time I watch the movie, I'd be like, no. What? This piece of shit. <laughs> Whole movie. I'm like, I can't believe this. I can't believe she had her again. What? What? Urgh, yes. Emotions. Yes. Equality. If you're not doing that, then... <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Oh fuck, that was a good day. Can I can we was high? I said, Ken, why the fuck are we watching four years of slave? These white cats don't get it. And like they tr- they struggle and they weren't smart either, so they struggled ah, to like. That's even worse. That's they struggled to have the conversation. Why did you do that to them? because they was like, yo, like slavery was yo, like man, like we have so much to like answer for. Let's just grind, like me and Crystal Palace for free. Let's just let's just do this. Why of all movies, Twelve Years a Slave? It was just on, but and then it came on after something else. And it was an awkward moment of, okay, well, y'all can't change the channel. Because then y'all try to say, this is making y'all uncomfortable, and y'all even face your truth. And we can't change the channel because it's black shit. So it was, kind of, it was this weird stalemate. And so I think I just created a something. I was like, I right, we got to go. I, it's something. I just made something up. Yeah. I lied. You didn't want to fuck them that much. No. Not, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't worth it, all of that. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Welcome to the I Need a Minute podcast, part of the 10th Year Seniors Network. Andrew, thank you for coming to the podcast. One of the most reliable <laughs> podcast teammates, I think, that, that exists. And, I and then just say, like, showed up on time. Yes. Like, ready, alert, drinking water. Yes, sober. Sober. Great job by you. I mean, I'm going to give you your flowers right now while you're here. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for always being so quick to organize. Yeah. You always start listening in a timely fashion. What yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. Days before, actually. I think it was, yeah. I think it was Thursday or yeah. Friday you said Andrew Nal, no, sorry, Andrew Nal podcast on Sunday, 10 a.m. Andrew, uh-huh. don't go to your normal thing. I'm like, oh, no problem, Dakari. Yeah. Yeah. I prepped. I woke up this morning with it on my mind. Uh, but I see did one you message first in the group. I did. I didn't even have to send the introductory message. You were just like, "Hey, you still on?" Wanted to confirm. Excited, excited to be here. Yeah. Excited to be here. Uh, where's Nal uh, today? I, you know, I I don't know where Nal is. Wow. Um, wow. I, I I don't know. I expect I so much from him. Should I yeah. not? I mean, what you should do is listen to the way that he addressed you on. Uh, last week's podcast mm-hmm. and see how you feel and then if you hear that and then the tone of his voice because you know a lot of things right now in today's society is about tone 
It is about tone. It's about it's context. About it's about tone. Um, regardless of whatever he says, I'm going to take, uh, I think it's Michelle Obama who said, when yeah. they go low, we go high. Yeah. So now, whatever you said, I forgive you, bro. You know why? Because I'm here. I'm excited to be here. It's yeah. a good time. Yeah. Having a great time, my buddy Dakari. And uh, there's no, no, no hurt feelings. None whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's, it makes sense. Well, what was he doing? Working? <laughs> he's working? That's great. I'm glad, I'm glad he's working on a Sunday. Because that's what he does a lot of work in a pandemic where there's no sports. Lots to do. Lots to do. But it's great to be here. It's great to be here. We have fun. I think Buddy had an interview. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is a sports writer in a pandemic and there's nothing going on, but he is working. <laughs> that's what we do it. K. Let that have been me. This lying fat piece of shit. Whatever I was talking about. He waking Andre doing well, shit. I would never say that. I would just say this lying piece of shit. <laughs> I, would never say, I would never say that. No, 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 no. Anything I say, I lying. When it's now, he waking. Everything cool. I saw another son. Ain't long. <laughs> Dude, he was just a scapegoat. Would have a whole child just to smite y'all. Hold him by the hand. <laughs> Pass him off. Here, woman. <laughs> Andrew is working. Work, work, working with the kid. Yep. Ba- baseball practice and stuff. He's two months old. Start him early. <laughs> the ball, three sons in the NBA. I'm, I'm pretty sure Kaiser started at two months old. Yeah, we can't confirm with the night that he yeah, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, roll, bitch. Fox. Yeah. Fox. He was sliding. Oh, we man. out here, though. Shout out so, to now. I mean, I don't even know how many podcasts we have left for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do, we're going to do one today, and the topic for this week's podcast is going to be on life imitating art, mm-hmm. just because I think we've seen it so much um, in the year of coronavirus when everyone's stuck inside. And we always talk, I think, a little bit about monoculture on the show and how, you know, when there's one thing for the culture to consume by pop culture, whether it be like music, film, um, or just anything that we see on social media, people tend to gravitate towards it. It tends to be a point of discussion. And the thing that sparked this topic for me was just seeing, one, all the rappers being arrested. (laughs) Rappers being arrested or rappers... Um, getting killed through violence because, or shot or shot because and the the life imitating art thing was I I don't listen to a lot of young rappers I just admittedly don't I yeah. still Juice World I'm not gonna lie I still I don't get it I listen to like a I few don't songs get it Pop Smoke I didn't listen to a lot of his music no. King Von I listened to so it, really it, it made me think um it made me think and I think Joe Budden addresses on one of his podcasts that when Biggie and Tupac died there had to have been people who because for us, that was impactful, right? For mm-hmm. our generation. But there had to be people who was like, these young niggas just killing each other. And That's they, true. Because they died at 23, which is around the same age as <sighs> King Boyne died. And it made me, because it made me think about the lyrics that they're saying. And this is a time, like, time-honored thing about people saying, like, does the things that they rap about ultimately bleed into their actual personal lives? But then the rappers are telling you that they are rapping about what they see in their community and their mm. hood. So it, it's all about does life at some point um, just imitate what they're saying? Because every time you rap about something like that, you're portraying an image or mm. it's part of your brand. And we saw what happened with Takashi that he was saying that he was this kind of person or this kind of a rapper. And then he had to live <coughs> up to that. And then he had to become the lyrics that he, he rapped about. And then... Ultimately, turned out he said, no, nah, I'm me, and then snitched on everyone. On everyone. On everyone. The, the, the irony of it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we had this many rapper deaths at our time. I think we had Tupac, we had Biggie, and then it was just Big Pun died from, uh, died, I guess, heart failure or whatever. But we didn't have like too many like big deaths. Right now, we're seeing so many of these little niggas getting killed. Like, I feel like every week it's like two or three of them getting murdered. And the, the lyrics and the music ain't really that hard. Like, they're, they're singing it's and rapping about... It, it's not that different either. It's yeah, I agree. It's not that different of what it used to be. And you don't so think so? Like, uh, when I say um, it's not that different, I mean that... Or was it maybe lack of social media to where, like, we didn't have, we didn't right. have as much but knowledge of, like, beast like, B-list art rappers? Man, there's a lot of gangster shit that rappers <laughs> are rapping about. 
that was very violent, even more violent than the shit we hear about now, but it's in a different packaging now and people have so much more access to them. And like, you're right, there's a lot of B-wrist rappers who do like the stunting and stuff. And if the streets are hungry and people are broke, then that's going to lead to them being, I think, like more violent mm. and more aggressive in terms of like the stuff that they want to they, they want to pursue would be like, okay, I'm ultimately going to, I'm ultimately going to get the same thing. What I am going to do is our beginning is I'm going to put that to the end of the podcast. And that's going to make so much sense. <laughs> that's gonna slap actually yes actually okay I like that. welcome to the i need a minute podcast part of 10th year seniors network andrew's in the building <laughs> welcome back andrew to the podcast just want to thank you for being here thank you for having me yeah and I, I, I i was up working <laughs> i don't even know how to start this podcast <laughs> you sure i say whole three Oh, ho. Squared. Not it's squared. a three. Not squared. Cubed, sorry. Ho, ho cubed. Ho, ho, ho. Looks like just ho. And the E's backwards. It's a, it's a Christmas shirt. It's a three. three. It's cubed. It's cubed. Ho, ho, Clearly. ho. So you're three times a ho? Depends on who you ask. Is that the work he was doing? Making a shirt? No, I was doing Tribune work. Sports? Sports. What sports is going on right now? Foreign sports. sense to everyone. This nigga said foreign sports. This is going to make perfect sense to everyone. When you listen to the end of this podcast. When you what? listen to the end of this podcast. Gary, it's all going to make sense. Gary, me. This nigga study journalism. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's, a well, he's a smart young man. Mm-hmm. Has been doing this for... How long have you been a tribute to his sports? You started a sports and pop, pop culture website. Yeah. And when asked... What sports were you writing about? You said foreign sports. That's like asking a doctor what's wrong with me. A lot. <laughs> I also like how you started this podcast interviewing now. Like, <laughs> I don't somehow. get it. What is foreign sport cricket? <laughs> Water I, polo? I just trying to it can't space. be football. I'm just trying to fill space so I keep getting paid. My <laughs> you my are, son, you my, are, son, my son in private school. You you and Randy. Randy's at a senior 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 producer. He don't do sports no more. No, he doesn't. Randy's a senior producer. I congratulated him so fast. You know, like when you watch someone's story online and then you just like immediate reaction, like I have to reply to this. First of all, a hundred emoji, fire emoji. Yep. Good luck, bro. I have a hilarious story about how Randy got that promotion, but I'll tell you off. I can't even say this on the mic, so I'll talk about it later. Oh yeah, it's it's really good. Whoa, it's I, really I good. Randy didn't say it on the mic. No, <laughs> that's my dog. I don't like how I don't like how the oh, story it's so said. Funny. I don't like <laughs> you way too happy about the possibility of putting that out there. Oh no, I'll, I'll never do that. It's my boy. I love no, that. No, 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 not putting it out there to the public. Jesus Christ! Just tell us. Shout out to Young Randolph. Shout out to Young Randolph. Congratulations, Randy. Hey, we up. A real winner. City boys, we up. Elevated. <laughs> Fuck off. Congratulations Fuck off. to Andrew now. Oh, yeah. Elevation what? All of yeah. us won. It's 10th year seniors. It's Andrew, yeah, it's, it's congratulations to the site. So everyone to involved in it. I don't All want to sound what you're yeah, trying to Are you not involved in it? I'm clearly involved you started in it. started it. Okay. So, so congratulate yourself as well. I don't think I've, I've written anything Doesn't matter. in like two years. A blog isn't just so, about uh, writing. A, a blog is about organizing, scheduling, making sure people are on like, time. and there. more so for the people who are writing, which is why I said no, it's, Andrew and no, that. No, it's not. No, it's not. Actually, by the way. No, it's not. That's what I was doing. Nope. No, no, because you were trying to be an asshole. That was yeah. not what I, I was nah. Yeah, yeah. Nah. I mean, it's, it's clear. It's a group effort. Uh, John, yeah. uh, Tage, uh, even Shawty wrote an article one time. Uh, you know, Ricardo, the false god, Alexis, Javon. It's, it, it, it's a group How's, thing. How has Ricardo been at ever since Trump lost? Ricardo has been in a state of fury. Like, he's very mad about, like, Trump losing. He's, he's an avid Trump supporter. 
mm. between him and John, like they, the crowd's like, y'all realize like we do better under Republicans, right? Like y'all realize Trump was good for us, you know right? What's like, weird. I was like, so racism aside, then like, <laughs> what's I, I, uh, Trump. Trump's campaign slogan should not be "Make America Great Again." You know, it should just be "Racism Aside." <laughs> it should be "Racism Aside" because that's what he says. Dot dot dot. Yeah, that's everyone that supported should just be like "Racism Aside," and black people are screaming, "No, <laughs> no, no racism aside." Hold on, do they really want to put racism aside? Because I don't think that's true. I don't think they could use it as a campaign no, no, slogan. No, no. What I'm saying, like for them, to Trump get, could for them to get the centrist in. Is they want to say that, you know, racism aside, everything else he's doing is for the country. And I think that that's how you win. Like, he still could get the 76 million people to vote for him. But what he wants is, like, that pocket of, like, 10 million people who are, like, up in the air. Yeah. He wants them to be like, racism aside, that guy's a great president. For the amount of Conky Joes I got in my DMs trying to, like, explain away this nigga. Like, they, they literally started with... Okay, first of all, I can acknowledge that he said some problematic things to people of races and cultures and X, Y, Z. But, I'm like, the but is the problem, boss. You better than me. That's the problem. You better than me. I, I, I have some insight into those DMs. And let me just say, you are much better you and more taller that I go than I am. Jesus Christ. And this nigga has not stopped. Because fuck no. B- bro, I mean, I'm not saying that Biden didn't win. Okay, congrats, whatever, fuck it. But, I mean, like... Are we really happy about this? I'm like, yeah! So I, I wanted to Nigga. have this podcast to be about um, life imitating art, right? And this is a perfect point to start. In the previous iteration of this um, intro, we started with rappers, but we'll get to them. But mm-hmm. the Trump point is a good place to start because so many times in pop culture in political dramas, you would uh, things would be written in, um, like in the West Wing and in House of Cards, where... These politicians would do these outlandish things that wouldn't really happen in the real world. But this current version of politics now is just shit that you see on TV. It's stuff that mm-hmm. writers are not able to come up with. But it's because, think about it, like so, so much time people have been indoctrinated by like things that they see on film and TV and so, see how politicians react and we see that celebrity culture is like probably the most important, most influential part of our culture right now that at some point that the life itself was going to be played back to you. So like, for instance, Trump will watch something on Fox News and Mm -hmm. whatever they say on that, and that's an entertainment product, is going to be what he regurgitates back out. And then that's going to become part of what real life is. And we joke about like the racism aside stuff, but you hear that argument being made and you hear like the truth or quote unquote reality being obfuscated and then it becomes whatever was created in the art of film and television and just whatever was like depicted in social media now becomes what we actually deal with. It's 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 to a point now where like if there was ever a time I felt like we'd be in a simulation, it's been this year. Like just like you I couldn't I could not I could never have written the the people who do the office, the American version of the office, they couldn't have written that four seasons landscaping ring. Mm-hmm. You can't write that. Like in no if I had said to you in 2016, watch Trump uh, do something at a landscaping company by mistake called the Four Seasons, you'd be like, that would never happen. So much people, it's so much people involved in that machine for that to happen. For that to, for it to be for that to be reality, ridiculous. right? So like, like <clears throat> it, it's a cross between the Office and Veep for that right. to become a real thing that happens. But even to something like the Office, right? That has influenced Office culture so much it that, has. like, when people use. Uh, those memes or say mm. those lines like the, that's what she said stuff or your boss acts like Michael Scott or mm. wants to be like that friendly or to do the um, gym look at the camera adults. thing right like you see people do that in everyday life and that is something that they saw on television and it's kind of like um, submitted to you if you've seen The Office on Netflix and you watch it constantly mm. all the time because people just put it on the background and then that becomes how you interact with people it's lit- it's literally Culture at this point, it's culture. Like me and I were talking off uh, off air about the um, Cersei meme that's that's huge right now. The I choose violence thing, and now that's a part of like culture. Like I have gay niggas on my timeline, like saying that. Like, like but child, she woke up and chose violence. I'm like, y'all don't even know where I came from. Y'all, like y'all don't even know what like how that is influencing the way y'all talk and y'all memes and shit. I, I I think it's just a weird time in general. 
Like, the, did you see the testimony of the of the woman with the fraud shit? With, with, with Giuliani. Yeah. Her. All of it seems fake. Is she drunk? Was she drunk? I, all of it seems like an SNL skit. Like, you can't tell, you, you can't tell the difference between the, it, what's funny is they were the people that were touting the whole fake news thing for the last four years, but now they're the ones where you can't really tell the difference between what's real and what's fake, what's entertainment and what's not. The whole thing is wrestling. Everything is wrestling. Like, like when Kari was wrestling. saying, Trump gets it from Fox News and he regurgitates it, right? But now it's worse because now we're getting it from OAN and what's the other one that he always talks about? Newsmax or something I like that? But yeah, but he's going further, further right to stuff that ain't even remotely mainstream. At least Fox News is still mainstream even though it's right-leaning. Now he's just out on the fringes. You know what's hilarious about it? Like they, like, they had to create moments with Obama. They'd be like, Obama in the tan suit. What's that tan about? X, Y, Z. The shit that we're glossing over now, I'm like, so we're just ignoring that Trump have on diapers. Obama like we're, not, we're not talking about that at I all. Mean, like, it's so much. Like, it, but, I'm missing things. Because there was, I think for me, like, at one point, right, where there was sort of a balance where life imitates art, art imitates life, mm-hmm. and there would be, for instance, people would use um, advertisement as part of as part of a way to communicate, politicians use advertisement as part of a way to communicate to people and try to become more relatable to them. And they still do that now. But now I think that the balance has shifted into now people who create art are like, are saying to themselves, I just want to give people think, um, something that they want that'll be um, so easy for them to digest, mm. that they can feel comfortable with and that they can go out and use and see themselves as, as a, a part of everyday life and as someone who who writes like you try to make things relatable for people but now it becomes like i I think that this is such a weird thing and social media has completely changed the dynamic of how any of this stuff is is consumed and for for the the stuff that you guys mentioned with the um rudy giuliani and trump and newsmax and all of that stuff, I believe that they are always doing things that they see on television, that that is a part of what they believe. Like, even when Trump um, came back with the coronavirus thing and dramatically takes his mask off, he was trying to create a TV moment. That was a real-life thing, trying to be like, I want to look like the president's look on TV because that's how people remember it. That's a real thing. There was a time when liberals would say Jed Bartlett is the greatest president America has ever had. Jed Bartlett was a fictional president. And they believe it. Like That became part of the meme and, and part of the culture. But Because I think that there's a difference between the Cersei, I choose violence line, um, shout out to my girl, um, mm-hmm. where that became a, a, a thing that is on social media everywhere. Because People have always said, like, lines from movies or, or books, but then I, I think it becomes part of people's personality that they take into everyday life. I think, I think that's literally Trump, though. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that Trump literally thinks... I think every day he wakes up, he's like, all right, I'm the president. I, I don't think he thought it would go like this. And he saw the way that people loved Obama, so he thought Obama was putting on an act. So he was like, okay, let me act presidential for my base. And he doesn't realize he's, like, fucking up, like... If you watch the, the 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 press conference he had, where he's like, "You don't talk to the president like that. You don't talk to the president of the United States like that." I think he's genuinely confused. I think he's like, "I'm the president. Like I can say things and do things. What y'all mean? I can't just just change the ballots. Just stop." The, the nigga said, "Stop counting the ballots." Stop like the count. he said, "Stop the count." Like right. and a juxtaposition. Yeah, I think it was Arizona. Is like, "Stop counting," and Pennsylvania is like, "Keep counting." It was like, "What?" Do whatever you have to do so he can win. What's, what is there not to understand about that? This is a person that's been extremely wealthy his entire life. When has he lost? Tansuit. He's just a t. He's just a TV nigga. So of course he's going to try to create TV moments. Who they hold up and who he's trying to replicate is Ronald Reagan. Also just a TV nigga. Like yeah. that is the whole thing. <laughs> hold on though, because remember that that was their criticism of Obama's. Re- well, remember the whole Greek column things that yeah. Obama did, and he would have when he traveled to Berlin to make the speech because it was supposed to harken back to JFK and, and his travels there. And, and I think that it's become a part of the thing. Like, these moments are now being forced to us in real life. Like, even when you hear all of the um, presidents coming out and saying that they are going to, on live TV or whatever, take the vaccine, mm. and they're going to have it televised so people will know that it's safe. 
and it's become like the, again that's a moment that you would see on a TV show where some some like world leader is going to be dramatically right. taking something so people could believe it. But now that's not a sketch. That's actually going to happen, and there are going to be people who love it, and then there are going to be critics on the other side of it, and there is almost going to be a blurring because if you're trying to if you're trying to write a political show right now, what the fuck could you say? Like, oh. I, like, what the fuck could you say that could be a, different? Than a lot this? of content. Got a lot of fucking content. I mean, we inching closer to that first Black Mirror episode with the pig. We're not far from that. We're not, we're, I, it's, that's, I, not, that's actually even not even funny. That's what's, we're ha- not, that's what's happening. After the Elliot Page thing, I was like, we're, we're, getting, we're getting closer to, like, some weird shit now. I could see one of these extremists, like, I, anyway, I, I don't want to put certain things over the. Oh, say it, say it, because whatever's gonna happen is gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you about to say. <laughs> the nigga said, "Stop the, stop the count." I, th- I was like, "This fake news. This ain't real." They saw trending. I was like, I'm not gonna lie. "The president of the United States has stopped counting the ballots." I was just waiting to take the lead in a fantasy football matchup just so I could mess with Stop the count. Stop the count. Like no one else played. Wait, right. that like, never happened. Listen. No, I never, I never got the lead. I lost. <laughs> we can't, we can't. Like, I hate when crazy shit is happening around me and no one acknowledges it. We know Donald Trump shit his pants at a WWF function. He shits his pants a lot. The dude who was on The Apprentice, who was the producer, did y'all watch that clip on YouTube? Yeah, I didn't. Where he was like, there was a person. He was on. He was like, mm. no, like they, he, he would wear diapers. He would soil himself. There was someone that had to clean him up, put new diapers on him. The sitting president shits himself. Yeah, but a you, lot. You, you, when, we talk about, when we talk about ignoring things that's I, happening, I, I right? Care. Sorry, I yeah, no, but that's a no, real I, thing. I, I, no, he, he's he's for real with this. But the thing about it is, and all that made me wonder while I was watching that is like, all they do is make fun of how old Joe Biden is and act like Trump is not fucking old I himself. Don't get it? He'd be like, oh yeah, old Joe. He's so sleepy and all that. What is he like four years younger? <laughs> I think it's because they they believe it's something that I think that the Kardashians were hip to a long time ago. That if you put it out there enough and people see it, that enough, was always my Ti theory about his popularity. It's always going the whole king, yeah. Ti being the king. Of he, ju- he just kept saying he, he just kept saying it, and there was so a if void. You just keep saying it. There was a post. part of your art of what you're putting up there. To be fair. It's going to become what reality is. There to was be- a post outcast void, and he just kept saying it. To be fair, Jay Z did the same thing. Yeah, I was. I always I used him too. Forced himself to be the best, and to, and to be fair to him, but there was a he, void he, after Big and Park. There was a void, and, and no one else was saying it. it. And Nas being the quiet I, nigga was I, like, I, I don't well. want to. I don't want to spoil the saga for you, Andrew. But what happened with Jay Z after Tupac and Biggie is a lot of how anime is going right now. Yeah, like you would see the Perhaps. beginning. <laughs> The beginning few episodes, you would see the beginning few episodes where it would be like, oh, this character is the main character, and that was Big right. Tupac, where they were the mm-hmm. main characters, and then all of a sudden there's a switch, and be like, wait a second, Jay-Z? Is Jay-Z going to hold up on this show? <laughs> I don't know if Jay-Z could really lead the show, and then by the end of season one, you'd be like, fuck, Jay-Z's the most important I, character that I, ever existed. I always tell people this. If, you, if you're watching Game of Thrones, you're like, it's so slow, I said, wait till episode nine. Episode 9 is going to rock your world, and then it could be like, well, the possibilities are now endless. Like, so, where could this possibly go? So that, that gives a good segue into the other part about um, life imitating art, because we talked about the rapper deaths that we've seen recently, and I don't listen to a, a lot of young rappers. Yeah. I, one of them I did listen to was King Vaughn, and he died a couple weeks ago. And then there was another rapper from Houston, and then we saw, um, everyone knows the story about what happened to Takashi. And then we saw um, Casanova be arrested or turned himself in uh, this past week, and then G Herbo turned himself in. Casanova is on a, I think, a, a RICO charge, and G Herbo is on some scamming charge. And Benny the Butcher got shot too. And Benny the Butcher got shot. So in such a short, condensed period of time, where people are supposed to be quarantined and inside and on lockdown, I mean, except hey. for Atlanta. <laughs> and I don't shit. But I, I just I just think that and this has been like I think it's a tired it one it's a tired debate topic because people have always discussed whether the lyrics in, in rap or in hip hop music kinda of imitates life. But like what has changed to the point now where we're seeing this so frequently? Is it because we have more exposure to more rappers? Because of social media so many people can be viewed and quote unquote get on and then look like they've achieved um, the ultimate wealth? 
and then you're doing this in a time of a pandemic where people are broke and then they're hungry so what do you think is causing like this kind of like marriage between the lyrics and how rappers actually have to move i feel like because rappers now rappers by art let's look at uh the locks jada kiss them are street niggas in order for them to be successful they had to remove themselves there was, there was a detachment from the streets to like okay this nigga did he said he could fuck with us so now we have an opportunity and a great opportunity to like be something else so there was a detachment my lyrics put it on soundcloud put it on youtube and get popular there's no detachment between the streets because in order for me to make this money to do this to like get thing i gotta sell these drugs these kids are not playing and these kids like and I think, I think it started with Bobby Schmurder. Bobby Schmurder, everyone thought, okay, this little good boy can be successful. No, he has guns. He really, he really shooting niggas. Like, they're not playing. He wasn't really shooting niggas. His friends was really shooting niggas. But he was a, but he's still with these niggas. And hasn't yes. that always There's been a separation. part of the, the thing in rap? Like, yeah, yeah. friends of all yeah. are the ones who are shooting. Because yeah. remember when... They're the Jay-Z ones that put them like, on. Shouting out Tata and everyone. All, all the killers. <laughs> and I, I would just be like... Is Jay-Z giving stuff up to the parents and be like, yeah, thanks for eating that charge for me? Wait, Let what? me be very clear. Jay-Z is a fuckboy in the low. Jay-Z was hanging around with killers all through his career. And the minute he hit like a certain echelon, he was like, bye, Benny Seagull. Bye, guys. And he was like, hey, I don't brunch us now. He might be doing the LeBron thing. We don't know. What's the LeBron thing? The LeBron thing is empowering the people around you and putting them in positions of success. I think he did. But I think, I think he did. But I think it's also... I, I really but then why is it less publicized than the LeBron thing? Because of Beyonce? LeBron's friends weren't criminals. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Okay, yeah, there yeah, you go. Uh, Jay-Z, yeah, there like, you go. Like, Tommy Lauren wasn't lying. He was selling coke and, like... He says it. <laughs> he says that's, it. A, that's a big issue. <laughs> okay, so so with, with the rapper thing, right? I think it's, it's difficult for a lot of them to have that separation. First of all, I don't know if it's actually happening more. Maybe people are just getting shot more across the board. And the rising tide lifts all the boats. And so we, we hear about it happening with rappers more. I don't know if it's happening more. It might just be the exposure of how much information we get. We're just hearing about this kind of stuff more. Because, like, think about when, when 50 yeah. was shot at the beginning of his career, right? If that, that we really didn't hear about that then until he broke and he made yeah, it big. Sucks. But if that happened to a rapper at that level now, that would be huge news everywhere. Like, yeah. academics would be talking about it and yeah. it'd be all over Twitter and so stuff like that. That. BNC level rappers yeah, you get you get like the A list kind of stuff. Like you said, how you listened, you listened to King Von, and a lot of people did. But King Von was by no means mainstream. I was I about think. to say, he was but that was, but that, but that was a big news story. So I think yeah. it may be, it may be kind of the same thing when we talk about. I hate to compare the two, but when we talk about uh, police brutality, right? Like it's not happening more. We're just seeing and hearing more of it. It's just yeah. more evidence of and, it. And then too, I think some of the blame has to go on social media. Well, not social media. It has to go niggas on social media. Oh, because media, because, because yeah, consume Because the reason why Benny Benny the Butcher got shot, he uh, on his Instagram stories, like, oh yeah, we outside, we in Texas. He was, he was just da, on da, da, Walmart. Da. And I, right, that was the most amazing part of this. I have never seen one of these niggas just get shot. Just retail shopping. He was picking up groceries or maybe trying to get a PS5. Like the, the way that you explained the SoundCloud thing, right. the way that Nile said that it's happening at the same level. Yeah. And I, my one pushback on that would be that if someone could get famous just rapping on SoundCloud, as we've seen people do, and then get a following and build it up, um, in that same way, there are people who are listening to them. You're getting famous because people are uh, digesting what you put out there. So if you're putting out there about all of this um, violent stuff, like there's, I feel like there's no line, or the line has been more skewed. Mm. Whereas, like, I get that this is entertainment, and this is the same thing because this is what rappers always say. Like, what about like The Godfather and Goodfellas? But yeah, but if you're saying that to someone who is coming from where you came from, and they are hearing that, and then they're thinking. This nigga saying how tough he is and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But when I see him, what's he gonna do? And that's been a, I think that's been a part of hook up, uh, hook up, uh, hip hop where people are like trying rappers all yeah, the time sure. just to see, sure. just to see what they would what they would do. And we we were talking about this before <coughs> this podcast, Corona. We were talking about this before the podcast where I was like, I don't like the lyrics aren't more violent. 
The lyrics are no. probably as violent or more violent Actually, when we were younger. This is the most positive lyrics have been in a long time because typically on these albums now, there's at least one or two songs of like, there's hey, ebbs, be better. There's the ebbs and flows. Violent rappers so. don't sound as. I mean, nah. I'm listening to like my older ears. They don't sound as violent as the I s- lyrics. I still haven't to. heard anybody as violent as Biggie was. Yeah. Like to to me, Biggie was peak of saying the most DMX. gruesome violent shit. I well, yeah, I think they're on the same level, bro. Because I hear I heard Biggie say some shit where young me cringed, uh, and, I, and I could I could separate the two. But I, I mean, in in terms of. Wu Tang had a whole like skip on I'll fucking along, but so your asshole goes keep feeding you and feeding you like they had a whole skit. Just okay, that, that was jokes. And then and then was David, it? David Fincher, David Fincher heard that if, and was like, I'm gonna put this in a movie. And then he did. If, you know so, what? When Method Man was saying it, I thought it was jokes. ODB saying it. Is ODB was not playing. No, it, him him saying it is serious. Him, okay. ODB right. and Ghostface Killer, they got bodies on them. Like right. Ghostface has said some. What, what, what? Goldfish out beats you with the strength of 80 midgets. Sounds funny at first. It doesn't. To, to think about how strong midgets is. It, 80 anybody. Like, I don't even want to fight 80 kids. Oh, 80 gals. The, how big? Anyway. Yeah. But the, the thing about, the thing about hip hop, <laughs> the thing about hip hop is, what? <laughs> Wicked. No, the number one thing about hip hop is the authenticity, right? So, and that may be black culture in general, but the whole keeping it real thing, that's something you, you, you're seeing as somebody who has to continuously try to achieve that and try to reach that or the entire foundation of which you build crumbles. So no matter how successful you get, you have to constantly be, now I'm using air quotes for this, you have to constantly be in touch with the streets and you have to constantly be keeping it real. So it's like, if you're going to talk all of this stuff in your music, then you have to prove that with those same people in the yeah. streets. Otherwise, you're seen as inauthentic. And in rap, that's the cardinal sin. Few people beat that. Rick Ross and who else? Yeah, Rick Ross. And the thing about it is, though, Jay-Z, I saw Warren Westside. None about that. Westside, none them. They, they, I watched it happen. Westside was like, yeah, we still go to Buffalo. We still outside. Go to Old Stop. Hood. We just give a, Jay-Z's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Y'all need brunch tickets. It's like, no, wait, stop. Like, wait, stop going to Buffalo. You sure you don't want to change your name from West Side Gun to something else? Something less threatening? Eastside Convenience. Yeah. Like, maybe change your name to Upper West Side. I don't know. He's like, wait, stop going on, bro. Get off them blocks. And West Side, like, you see the pause in West Side. He's like, I'm trying to keep it real, though. No, but see, oh. and then it all, we always have the moment where something in hip-hop happens, and then you kind of reel back from it. Back. Yeah, because, like, what happened with Nipsey, that happened right in, in his hood at outside. his store. And people is like... It was several rappers made the reference. I'm not, I think one of them was someone from Wu Tang Man, where they were saying like, "This is why you can't all the time. You can't be the hero of your hood and then still be in the hood because there's always yeah. people like that around." It escapes me who actually said it, but it was a lot of older rappers saying, "But this is the reason why you gotta know when you get to Ice certain levels." Ice Cube said it. But then a couple things Ice about Cube, that Ice though Cube, is that oh, I just want to say I don't want to align myself with Ice Cube. No, Ice Cube. That, sorry. Is that because? The rappers who are technically on or signed or putting out albums or doing that, right? There are always younger rappers coming up behind them mm. who then say that this person who you like is not as real as he says he is. I'm the authentic version of that person. So listen to me and then buy my records. So then that also becomes like a capitalist thing that you have to be harder than the next person or you have to be... Pause. Uh, it, pause. And you have to be a well, more aggressive rapper. It depends on what kind of rap you want to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have to be the person that kind of surpasses them or supersedes them. And then, God forbid, you get in a beef because then how do you end beefs? You end beefs with violence. There's no other way See, to then technically end the beef. And because there's always someone younger and hungrier than you coming up, and we see this in sports all the time. Like, when uh, Dwayne Wade s- says the famous story about he knew it was time to retire when he went up against De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heal. And he saw how fast they were going up the court and scoring. He's like... The only thing that was keeping me in the game was my pride. Everything else was just saying, like, yo, go sit down. And, like, that happens because the younger rappers, and, like, you see the, the deaths that we see are, like, like Pop Smoke and, um, and King Vaughn. Like, these younger rappers have to have this kind of bravado and this kind of facade early on 
in order to get the attention of everyone else. Because in order to, let's let's be completely real. In order to get the attention of the public, your music either you have to have a cosign from a label or your music has to be so good that it transcends it. Mm-hmm. And, and they ain't trying to rely they ain't trying to do that second part. Yeah, and the second part is the hardest <laughs> That's part. That's too to hard. To, to, I mean, other, other I, than the I, Griselda niggas, who was trying to do that? I was about to say, I think Griselda is the only team I seen who wasn't attached to no label. Like, their music just hit. And it was authentic, and these niggas ain't lying. And, I, I, and they're honest, too. Conway got robbed. Two months ago, before the, before Benny the Butcher got shot, didn't Conway get robbed like twice or he, something like he that? Got, and, he, and, he, and he spoke up, but he's like, "Yo, I got robbed twice," and, he's, and, and then he's like, "Dang, he catch me right. again." And he's like, "He's like, that ain't happening again." <laughs> See, and then this is like the the um, I think the counter narrative in your brain as a hip hop fan, like when you read it's like, "Yeah, they won't." <laughs> like in your head, you just say like because you listen to Griselda, you're like. Wait till these niggas see Benny again. Like in your head, you say that shit. And you're like, that's dumb, though. Yeah. But like, it why did you though. like as a the kid who listens to that? You'd be like, bet they won't do it again. Bet they won't do it again. But see, I think the Griselda fans are us. The Griselda, the Griselda fans are those like thirty to forty year olds who lived during Tupac and Biggie. But also, we listen to some new shit. By new shit, I mean like. Not these trippy red niggas, but like a generation before them. Kari like it. Like, uh, you listen to I like Topanga. Topanga's my shit. Like, you listen to You just like, like the woman. Talented. Right. <laughs> you like, that guy just making good Good job. <laughs> no, but then, but then like, our generation, what, we, we gave birth to Kanye, Lupe. Mm-hmm. These are non-problematic, did, well, ah. were non-problematic. <laughs> yeah, 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 were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, uh, I, I think I, you mean non-problematic in terms of violence. Very right, problematic in, in other areas. Extremely problematic in other <laughs> okay, areas. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. you don't have to be that. Look, look at Charles Camino. Amazing no, rapper, think, amazing comedian, amazing I, writer. I think what we tend to do is we, we forget that every generation has these different counterparts of the culture. Like, mm-hmm. there, every generation has the dudes that are into the, the hood, the gangster shit, and then you always have the ones that make the more... That, well, the less problematic music. If, if you look through the history of hip-hop, that never leaves. Like, that is one yeah. thing that's constant. It's always two sides of this coin. And it always will be, because you know, cause even when I just most violent, there was still common to live quality. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, while, while, e- while in the midst of the east side, west side beef, when everyone was nervous, you had outcasts going up there at the, what was it, at the BET Awards saying the South got something to say. And at that point, of course, outcast music ain't like theirs, but they were still getting recognition and putting how, the South how, on How the did y'all as super outcast fans, like, and I know this for Boy, let me tell you something. I, oh, oh, see, let me tell you, you something. know where I go. <laughs> let me tell you something. How did y'all feel for Young Thugs? I was this? like, how the fuck? <laughs> dare you first of all first of all when i put that in our group i said immediately this nigga lying he just lying. being salty <laughs> there is no way that you as a rapper from atlanta don't fuck a with, with, you, a with Drake. Atlanta. you don't fuck with with outcast that's insane to me the south got something to say out now that's, son. that's like cousin saying he don't know no bohemian baseball players that's ridiculous let you me, grew up doing this me, shit let me tell you something <laughs> okay I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was like a little offended because I immediately thought of you. Andre three thousand still delivers bars. Like he is still one of the. He's best still the top. One of the top five rappers with no album. He just doesn't do it. He's he, like, I'll get on a feature. He's Barry Sanders. Like when Barry he's retired, we was like, like, we know Barry can still I'll, run I'll for two thousand. And like you know what I, I think happened with Young Thug? He do like the Bahamian. Like you know, like Bahamians like hail. So when you're out, you just assume people get hailed up. And then if you don't hail them properly, then they take a breath. And you're like, I'm just like, you know, Who this nigga think he is? Yeah, like that. And then like, Andre 3000 might have just been high on his mind. And he might have just been like, cool, like, yeah, dap everyone up. And then he might have seen Future, who we actually know. And then he's just like, what the fuck? I was talking. The fuck? And then, <laughs> what, what else is also true? I'm sorry. Like, you, you get this one. I hate it this way. No, I hate it this. I hate it this. It's like... It's, it's two things, right? Is one young thug like use a little too much dip on your chip, and then the second <laughs> one was, was that did he really say it as bad? Or, uh, did this is this nigga just dumb? And then I think he able to articulate what he actually. Meant. I think a lot of that was him being really stupid, nah, because then bro. if you and and then I you know disagree. you know why. why assume these niggas smart because they're rich. You know I why exactly you know why and everyone was roasting him for this particular point because he's saying he don't fuck with Dre, right? But. People pulled up several interviews where mm-hmm. Dre was like, you know what? Gas him. We did great in our time. These dudes got it now. 
And he never once did like the old nigga thing that you see old basketball players or some old rappers do where they always compare their generation to this one. He's been pushing these dudes forward. And I think that's a part of the reason he stepped out of the limelight. But for me, it was different because there's someone from Atlanta doing it. But like thing, anyone else, maybe. Someone up? from Atlanta? Who's a, a like a drink to say that we'd have been like, oh, yeah, but then it wouldn't have hit the same. Not, not even just that he's from Atlanta, but use a weird ass dressing nigga too, trying to be counterculture. You I literally just, take the he literally <laughs> took he took Dre's blueprint and went with it. You know what my confusion is? That's like Sierra being like, I really don't fuck with Aretha Franklin music. You know why that's confusing? You're not that good of a singer to, to be make st- that comment. About the greatest singer in the world. So, Young Duck, we was giving you a blind. There's someone on Mount Rushmore. How you talking with someone on Mount Rushmore? Let's be honest. We give him a blind. We we enjoy the music. We enjoy the melody. But he really ain't smitten. You ain't ain't on Mount Rushmore. I'm talking about Andre. I'm not going to lie. I ain't going to say all that. He is rapping. And he influenced a lot of people. Dakari. Does he Andre 3000 rap? No, no. That's my point. He does not. But I (laughs) still, I want like belittle like what he do. I like Sierra music. The sound that he created for this generation. I I love Sierra music. But are they Whitney? She she ain't singing like Whitney. Both things can be true. Yeah. So my confusion was best friend, best friend to Andre vs. the Quemini. That's the nigga we judging? Big booty bitches from Texas. I ain't gonna lie, that's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> I hear like, that song with so much it's, evil. It's like, <laughs> it's like you exist you exist because of this nigga. And, hey, Kari, Kari, Kari was right about that, way because in the same breath, he was bigging up Elton John, which even made me more even upset. more confused. Because you yeah. don't get to big up Elton John and then put down yeah, three stocks. I was Elton John. He's like, Elton John kiss ass. And Elton John's like, hold on. Yeah, like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, and this is true. Don't you make me candle in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be in a person with me? <laughs> no, we don't. Motherfuck. No, we Holy don't. Shit, no, we don't. Long. It can't be in a That's Elton John. Jesus Christ. Too much, too much dip on your chip. That Bro, is absolutely correct. You know why? But see, my thing with him was. I can't believe he You could. No, I, I, I was too no, passionate about it. It needed to be addressed. It needed to be addressed. You know, the thing that pissed me off about it was when he was like, when you call Andre his secretary, Andre walking the earth with a flute. Playing. That's no. the last thing we've seen from him. His he is walking can't around. Find him. He's walking around <laughs> playing a flute. This nigga is so detached. Hair, <laughs> facial hair. Freaking himself out. In, in, in a fucking. Is it, in a jumpsuit? <laughs> you have no reason to say nothing about this man. You know what? You know what bug you Ariana Grande have a song featuring Andre, and that's when, that's when he could diss Young Dunk. It's the most disrespectful, <laughs> the most disrespectful diss ever. Hey, like, hey, why you do this on Ariana Grande's song? You know, we killed me about this shit the whole time. Young Dunk was saying it. T.I. was trying to rain it. Yeah. <laughs> After every sentence, he's like, hold on now. Hold, hold on, on now. Stop, stop <laughs> man. Say it too much. Yeah. Say it too much. Like, he was trying, but T.I. just kept going and going, and then he's like, I can't co-sign that shit. <laughs> I always wonder with those celebrity podcasts, like after it's done, like, just be like, boy, you said a lot. Like, even on Drake Champs, right? Like, was on and said that shit. I sure, Nori was like, I mean, you wouldn't have to say that. Uh, That's good for us. Said it. For us. Like, you didn't have to say that. You could have just keep the conversation going. Hey, dog, you put like, it on wax. Sometimes the hosts would try sign their bail and then be like, yeah, yeah. But you gotta at least make the attempt, though. T.I. Yeah. had to make the attempt. You know why? Because T.I., as, Atla- as an Atlanta nigga, yeah. he know he had to show that he had that respect. But, no, but, but T.I. went from talking normal to super Atlanta to be like, my nigga, I'm trying to use code here. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's, let's he stopped saying topic. expeditiously and all that shit. <laughs> because this is still Atlanta related, right? Like, because of hip hop and the whole, like, um, no, come on, come like, on. art thing. And the Jeezy battle. Part of the attraction that people so wanted great. because there was potential for violence. <laughs> and it's like because hip hop kind of leans into that shit. Mm. When violence does actually happen, do you get to We'd sound be surprised? <laughs> and that, that is my I'm thing. Not. Like I listen to, like I said, I listen to King Von, and then when I was like, "Fuck, he's dead." I didn't. I wasn't surprised by it. Yeah. No, like you can't oh. be surprised. Like, man, what is wrong in the world? Blah blah blah. Like, no, I don't think you do that. But I was like the authenticity that now addressed mm-hmm. in hip hop is not the same for Goodfellas. It's not the same for someone acted in a movie. Because I'm surprised when niggas don't get shot. Yeah, like like, like how how the game Fifty Cent beef went down and that nigga lived. I am surprised every day Takashi's still alive. Shot. 
shocked. I didn't think there was any way out of other than him dying, but like I don't assume that most hip hop at at a young age, right? Like I was listening to Biggie in fourth and fifth grade, but I could separate. Okay, this is just music. I know the ten crack commandments. I have no yeah. desire to do crack or sell it. Zero. Like I un- when I was in I was in like grade six when Park died, but I understood. Yeah, it probably was going to happen. Like I get that then. I understand that a whole lot of hip hop fans don't see it like that though. Like they feel like they are part of that shit. Like this shit is real to them. For them, it's not wrestling. Or maybe they're the people who think wrestling is real. I think there's a large. My little cousins, who are 22 and 23, they believe these niggas are real. Like, they believe that these niggas out here... For example, did y'all... Here's a fun fact. Yeah, but then some of them are, though. Some of, some some of, of them are. Some of like, them are. That's the ones who end up in the show. No, yeah, no but you know what it is? People will not know. Okay. No, the, the, mo- the most dangerous ones are... Because you have to have those real niggas that you're rapping about around you. The ones who never getting on records. The ones who in and out of jail. Like, the whole time Jeezy was coming up, he was with BMF them. All of those dudes in jail for a very long time. Like, that's what you gotta have around you in hip-hop. That's the reason Jeezy became so big in Atlanta. Because the niggas pretty much and running Atlanta I, was funding him. I remember watching, like, The Shield, right? And they had this plot line about this rapper. And he would be, like, involved in these murders. And then the police would be... Um, trying to shield him from stuff and then his boys would go to jail but he wouldn't go to jail and it would be and, and you think about you think about this now mm-hmm. and i think because we're doing of course this life imitates our thing that yeah that could actually happen like rappers rap about that kind of shit mm-hmm. happening and it getting pushed under the rug and if it never reaches a certain media level it doesn't get talked about and then you would see a rapper 15 years from now do a story on vlad and be like yeah this happened or that happened and then we kind of tend to believe it and then that just adds to to the idea like the myth making and then it gives the art that that rapper put out kind of like a added sense of importance and I, this is going to be my last um, piece on this because and then you guys can like um, comment on it but NPR is doing this podcast I think it's louder than a riot mm. where they are addressing like one the famous hip hop conspiracy about um, did hip hop against music become more violent because there was a push by the record label to do that and then to feed to the black community and then because um those those corporations had um investments in the prison industrial complex and they were like okay this letter is fake but they still kind of want to get to the to the bottom of why labels started pushing more aggressive that's more a really violent good podcast. music i i i listened to a lot of battle rap right and it's, it's certain niggas it's like a group of them a guy named arsenal a guy named twerk uh, That's his name? T W O R K. Oh. Uh, uh, that, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> no, no, it no, 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 no. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it sounds weird. And it's like two other rappers. They're very angry, very, like, their lyrics are very angry, very violent. They're known for being disrespectful. Uh, I let Marissa, my co host for the show, I let her listen to one or two of them. And she's like, these niggas from Jersey? And all of them are from New Jersey. Every single fucking one. Apparently, that's just the energy of New Jersey. I have been to New Jersey when I went to go visit Kevin. Camden, New Jersey. I was in a Greyhound bus station. My nigga. Yeah. I said to say this. Even the record labels, um, I think the Kashi shit was all staged. I think it's all mm-hmm. a theater. I think it's certain rappers, if you see where they from, like Detroit is Detroit. <laughs> Atlanta is Atlanta. I know. <laughs> but but to, to that point of the labels, though, it's, it's their job to kind of, well, they're not the tastemakers, but they project and see where the culture and where the tastemakers are headed. It's their job to kind of go ahead of that, to get those people and to fund them to bring in, to, to, to generate more revenue for their label. So if they see where the culture is going, because at that point, like, what do we consider the advent of gangster rap? Like when, when, uh, NWA? Yeah, like NWA, right? So if you see that, the movement of hip-hop, young black people... Because young black people are always tired of the status quo, mm-hmm. right? Like, you see that from the civil rights era, the 60s. It got to a point where they weren't on some we-shall-overcome shit. No. They were on some Black Panthers fight-back shit. I think that's the same kind of thing that happened with hip-hop. Because we know what hip-hop was in the early days. You had, like, Rapper's Delight. But then things changed when Grandmaster yeah. Flash and the Furious Five had the message. And that was the first rap record where people was like, 
this shit is about some grimy gutter shit. So if you fast forward a couple years, all these record labels want to do is make money. If they see more kids are interested in hearing the real shit, then we are going to continue to push that. And then it just becomes a matter of how far do we want to push this envelope. So if one or two gangster records or artists are successful, it's a copycat league. We want more and more and more of that. And then it also is about like you sell sell the counterculture sell the counterculture back to the people. Yeah. So if you're always selling them the counterculture and hip hop is going to be counterculture for it seems like it's going on such a long run because rock and roll had a, a run where it was like very long and they did were very counterculture good. music. But hip hop is a counterculture music. And then within hip hop, being the gangster is the part that they're trying to sell to you. That's the part that See, is but that's the thing. still hip-hop. being primed by the pump. And it'll be like, those guys end up making the most money. Hip hop is counterculture no more. It is culture. Here's my argument for, for, for these types of conversations, right? I hate that hip hop is treated separately from other music so when niggas when sting wrote, uh, wrote that song um no matter where you go to super rapey super problematic i was just talking to Kari today about how drake if i had to find out drake did some weird shit with a gal the evidence is there to show drake has said some problematic weird shit but women it, he just hasn't acted on it yet we think i mean let me say weird with me like that line the, the line i always say where he was like the the, 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 the georgia smith line where, where he's like uh, i should put you someplace when, when nobody could find you it's funny now, until we find out he was kidnapping gals. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, like, Drake becomes a character from you. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, you should yes, but, but, but my thing is, at what point do we acknowledge it as art? These niggas are talking about what they went through. I'm not talking about the Takashis. Yeah. I'm talking about niggas like, like come, I hate coming back to this again, like your Griselda's, like your Joe Budden. Joe Budden is the first emo rapper to talk about breakups and love. It all, all goes back to authenticity. So it's That's art. what people want. But people want it to be, if they know that it's staged, they're not going to buy into this much. I don't think DMS is embellishing. I don't think Jay is embellishing. I, I think they're telling what, the truth. That's why they've been so successful because what these people are selling is their authenticity. Right. When you're sitting down as a 13-year-old white kid in the suburbs, you have to actually believe that DMX was talking to a demon in like Damien. Like you gotta believe that shit. He was. I, oh, I, I, I. No, he was. He was on drugs. He was. On drugs. Like, he, he, he was I, I believe one hundred percent. You still believe that? You gotta. You have to believe all that shit. Otherwise, you ain't going to buy that. And their main goal is to get you to buy Access that shit. Is he? <laughs> he might. Murder. Murder. Mook was on the Drink Jazz podcast. I don't know if y'all watched it. He's talking about DMX in a battle rap in New York. He said he had a dog on the side of him, and he was like battling. And he said, "I'm part of the line was, don't make me snatch you up." And da 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 da. And the dog kind of went. Arr. He goes, "No, no, not yet, bitch. I got him," or something like that. Like that happened. Murder was like, "He's he lived that shit. That's who this nigga is." No part of me thinks DMX. <laughs> no part of me thinks DMX goes home. He's like, "Man, what a day. I had a few meetings with the industry. Uh, and those guys are really trying to mess with." I really think he. I need some drink. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I think that's how he is. Like that, and, and then no, but then you also have the Marvin Harrison rappers. I call them Marvin Harrison rappers, mm. where they seem like good guys and super nice. But Marvin Harrison murdered a person. Hold on, who? <laughs> Marvin Harrison. No, I don't know the reference of who you're talking about. Don't say his name on this podcast. <laughs> what the what? hell are you doing? You don't say his name. You say 88. You don't say his name for that exact reason you're talking about, nigga. I can't believe you don't know that. You just I say 88. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was so surprised he was just name dropping. Like, <laughs> like, don't touch that. Like, hey, Marvin. Never did I believe that they hung out all after that. How often do you think that, that is when we meet each other? Like, oh, hey, hey, hey. Like, good afternoon. How are you? We, Would we, you like some money? We may be sleeping on Peyton, but he seemed very comfortable hanging out with Marshawn Lynch in that late <laughs> last episode of Peyton's Place. I don't know, like, because Peyton Manning is the kind of person or the kind of leader who would overextend himself to try and learn the culture yeah. of the people who, need, who we need to help him win. I could see him faking and going now, in the hood. Nail the segue. Because we're going to talk about TV shows right after this. <laughs> nail the segue. Because you know what? Peyton Manning is a rich white person. He is. He's yeah. a rich white person. And because he knows, like Nile said, you use the people around you mm. to enrich you. This is If he ingratiates himself with Marshawn Lynch, it's going to make this episode better. Yeah. It's going to make the show better. That's Tom Brady when he was dancing to one song with the gun fingers. I forget the song his dancer do that one time. It was yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah, like after they had won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? That's, that, Tom Brady does it all the time. 
I wanted to mention this because, as you've heard me say this before, so much of prestige television is about rich white people. Yeah, most of it, yeah. Like, and The Crown is another example of that, and then The Undoing of the HBO Max show is a example of that, where there's just tons of shows against just rich white people, the situations they get themselves into. The Crown, I think, I wanted to bring up on this podcast about life imitating art because. That is something, a fictional piece of art that they took from real life, from um, what happens to the royal family. But then in this season, it kind of flipped because the narrative that they are saying is going to impact the lives of um, Prince Charles and Camilla. Mm -hmm. And because they have tried to work so hard to rehabilitate their image after Diana died and she was very popular. And you now think that this piece of art is going to be the definitive take on the royal family now. Mm. Like, there's not going to be another take for for the life of Queen Elizabeth. This is going to be the thing. Be I know, like, like, and I know for them, they thought like we survived all that shit. Mm. We got this far into it, but what people will remember now is the crown and what happened in the crown. And I made a post about how um, I think it's um, is it Jason Concepcion had made a tweet that. Um, that while watching The Crown, he had to pause it and then go on Wikipedia and be like, yo, did this shit actually happen? And it did. And this is life informing what art is, but now the art is going, is going to fully change how people um, view the royal family. And my point of the undoing was that I, I watched that and I thought, we needed another like series about like this rich family where this woman is like taking <laughs> helicopters and defending her husband and he's gonna get off because they can get the best lawyer like this this black woman is their lawyer and it just made me think that what art is telling a lot of what art is telling you now is that if you don't make it here you kind of don't matter at this, some point this comes back to the point um dave Chappelle and patrice o'neill largely say about white people in general Poor white people have been fed that they're supposed to be rich. Every soap opera, no one broke. Every white, Dallas, all these big shows about 90210, no one was broke. Everyone had fucking money. Like, Saved by the Bell would have an episode where a white person was broke, and it was grim. It was like, her, her people are poor. <laughs> and like, the music would change and the environment would go dark. <laughs> be like, how do we help her make more money to be rich the way she's supposed to be? So like, that's kind of informed poor white people. That's why they out there fighting. Joe, Joe Biden was like, yo, I'm going to tax people to make $400,000 or more. People who you could visually see don't make that money was like, he's going to tax us. No, he's not. But they think they're these people and that's how they're informed. And in terms of the way that it changes people's outlook of you, look what the last dance did for Jordan. I mean, Jordan's probably, probably I'm, I'm assuming, one of the biggest assholes in life. But, like, that colored him in a completely different way. Now people are like, I get it. This is the way champions should be. This is the way you should act. Like, I'm seeing a lot of that. No? Y'all didn't see that reaction? Y'all may not think it. No, yeah, didn't see no, that no I, I get that. I get that people been having that reaction. Um... I'm biased because I always thought he was an asshole, and to me that made he it is. worse. You gotta have to be. To me, no, you don't. You don't have you to. Don't. Be. You don't get. But that see, that's be that good. Be that successful and not can, be an asshole. You can't. And I because think when one when they're one person as legendary and rich as him, who's not? LeBron. I think the the danger of what LeBron is a dick. Where's the evidence of that? Y'all think LeBron's a nice guy? Yeah, I yeah. think he's actually so, too well, nice. I think he's I too think nice. He'd have, been more, he'd have been more successful. No, but see, he was more of a dick. Jordan gave Jordan caused an entire generation. He was a motivation for an entire generation and thinking this is the way you have to do it yeah. and this is the only way to do it and that's that's why Kobe was the way he was because you were taught that if you ain't like this, then there's no other way to do it. So when we see somebody come along and they lead a different way, you take shots at them and you don't see that as as I, I don't know. You see you see it as not wanting it bad enough to hurt everyone around. But, but that's even, just not, even that opinion right, how does that is, influence yeah. even that opinion is you being influenced by what people tell you like someone yeah. someone's saying that that is how you have to be in order to achieve that and I don't know that that's true now you could be you could say that you have to be a hard worker or you have to be like a little conniving like while you get there mm -hmm. or you have to be um, you have to use your ability to manipulate people mm -hmm. in order to get to the top like all of those things um, 
I could see an argument for you saying that to not reach the level of a millionaire, but to reach a level of a billionaire. But when you say that you have to be an asshole, that's a completely different thing. That's a more of a, a personality trait that someone could have mm -hmm. because we've seen, I think, examples to one counter that. And I, I think that didn't necessarily change the complete narrative on Jordan. I don't think it did. I think instead what it did was it allowed a new generation of people who weren't there during those Jordan times to now see the kind of player that he was or the kind of person that he was and frame it as uh, this was the most important thing. Because what they don't show in that is that you don't see a lot of his ex-wife. You don't see a lot of his no. kids in that documentary. And think about it like you as a person. If, if you're being told that that's the price for that, that you never get to have like those kinds of relationships anymore, would you take that? Or would you say that... You know what? I want to be. Um, I would rather be someone who is like more ingratiated in his family, and I can still be super successful mm -hmm. and do all those things. I'd rather just be. Yeah, I, I think. As a, I, mean, I again, me and you were talking off air, and you asked a question about. I asked you the question: If you were to get money, how do you think you would be? And the answer to that question for me is: I just won't be comfortable. I think I'd still be me. I'd just be me with stupid things, living somewhere ridiculous for no reason. You would have so much expensive chancletters. That's facts. And you would do it to, like, troll us. Yeah, 100%. Think about the animes that you would green like when someone comes in and gives you a pitch on one, and then you'd be like, hmm, is this podcast anime going to work? Mata he'd make one called Chinese Cartoon and then make the character look like me. If you think that I wouldn't do that, you're wrong. <laughs> like, if, if you think I wouldn't have... I would, I would have... I would get... Ava DuVernay, I would get the best writers I could think of. I'd be like, I want a black anime centered around Naldo. Make sure the D is in there. Don't call him Nal. Call him Naldo, please. Yeah. I want him to be great. I want him to win awards just to spite you. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be in it too, guys, because you're amazing. But it's more so to spite your daddy. <laughs> All y'all will be in it. It'll be great. Well, minus one or two people. <laughs> I, think, I think we've talked enough on this. We don't want to get too tall. <laughs> just <talking. laughs> Thank you for listening. Too tall or too round. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's a free jewelry from the ports. Oh, jeez.